Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode number 21, which is called, Is Sustainable Air Travel Just an Illusion? The first commercial airline flight took off on January 1st, 1914. It only flew from St. Petersburg, Florida, across Tampa Bay to Tampa Bay, Florida. It was a flight of only 21 miles and took 23 minutes. Now, this flight service only lasted about four months, but it paved the way to the airline industry that we see today. Now, I am sure that when this first flight took off, carbon emissions was not their first concern, at least not like it is today. You know, and I think we all know that air travel is not going to go away anytime soon. And I think we also know that the airline industry is certainly one industry that has a significant environmental impact. And as you have no doubt heard me say before, a big part of sustainability is really about making better choices. And this is what I want to explore in this episode. But to first of all, you know, give you a basic idea of what kind of an impact that the airline industry has. Then, of course, to give you some tips on how you can mitigate your own personal impact. And lastly, I want to talk about some exciting changes and new developments that will result in more sustainable air travel. And at the end, I really want to share with you some very interesting facts about modern explorers that are truly challenging the impossible. But at the outset of this episode, you know, I want to point out that you could easily argue that there is no such thing as sustainable travel or sustainable tourism because you will always leave some sort of a footprint at your destination whether that be from the journey itself from the waste or from your conscious or maybe unconscious effort on the local culture but as i have pointed out before Sustainability means making conscious choices to be mindful of nature, to take the environment into account as much as possible, and to ensure that you have the least possible impact on the local population. Now, you can call this pretty much what you want. You can call it sustainable travel, responsible travel, conscious travel, or Uh, travel with a minimal footprint but you're always going to have some sort of a local impact 
And, you know, I just wanted to point out that some people are going to say that there is no such thing as sustainable travel. But I will have to tell you that I absolutely love to travel. And I have always loved a good adventure. And in fact, when I was in my 20s, I truly wanted to travel, but I didn't have any money because I was working a construction job. And the vehicle I had at the time, I think it probably got about five blocks to the gallon. So it was even difficult for me to go on road trips, but I actually hitchhiked a lot because at the time that was actually fairly safe to do. But as I got a little older and a little more financially stable, I started traveling by air. But this was also in the days when airport security was much different and much more relaxed. And in fact, what I used to do is I would pack a bag, I would go to the airport, walk around and look at all the various uh, potential places that I could go, and then I would just purchase a ticket and get on a plane. I traveled abroad for the first time when I was 31, and I went to England and France. Then a few years into my career, I decided I wanted to travel for work. So through all of this, I ended up working and living in several different countries, teaching at a couple of different universities. And at the height of my travels, I was on a plane 57 times during one year, which was absolutely ridiculous. So eventually, I just grew weary of all the travel, and, and of course, the world began to change in many ways. There was increased security, there were increased restrictions of all sorts, and various other things that really started to take the fun out of airline travel. And presently, and mostly because of the pandemic, I have not been on a plane for several years. And considering all the global travel restrictions presently in place, I think it may be another year or so before I will even consider international travel again. And yet, I look at travel much differently these days, especially from the aspect of sustainability. I have even completely changed how I work and how I arrange my schedule, and I have managed to even cut my commuting by about 60%. But sooner or later, I will want to travel abroad again. And because of this, I started questioning the sustainability of air travel and, of course, the environmental impact. And furthermore, what could I do to minimize my own personal impact? And additionally, I began to question whether or not sustainable air travel was even possible. But at the outset, I want to just put a few things into perspective and just give you a few statistics. Each year, there are three and a half billion people that travel by air. And every single day, there are over 100,000 airline flights all over the world and of course as the price of airline tickets begin to drop 
then of course there were more people that were wanting to fly. And as far as CO2 emissions, the airline industry produces about two and a half percent of the total global emissions, but those emissions have also increased by 32% over, I think it was a period between 2013 and 2018. But as far as the top 10 things that produce the, the greatest amount of carbon emissions, flying is rated at about number six on that list. And also, 87% of all human produced carbon dioxide emissions comes for the burning of fossil fuels. And that includes coal, natural gas, and oil. And of course, all of that includes um, airline fuel. So the bad news and the bottom line is that air travel is not exactly clean. So that said, at times you're going to want to travel. Maybe at times you're going to have to travel. And I know that sooner or later for myself, that's going to going to be the case is that I'm just going to want to travel out of the country at some point. And of course, that's going to have to be uh, using airline travel. So I'm going to give you a few tips on what you can do to actually minimize your carbon footprint if you choose to travel by air or if you find yourself in a situation to where you have to travel by air. Now, one very interesting concept that I came across uh, in researching things for this podcast episode is this thought of offsetting your carbon emissions, which means you're going to be responsible for some carbon emissions for airline travel, but there's other things that you can do to offset carbon emissions at some other point in your life or even in another community. So while I was researching some material for the previous podcast episode, I decided that what I needed to do was to pick apart my whole entire life and see what sort of an impact I was actually having on the environment because I thought I can't you know, I need to make sure that I am adhering to the very things that I am talking about and, and teaching. So I looked at our homestead, and it turns out that our lifestyle produces about 80% less environmental impact compared to the average American family or average American household. So on the other hand, I also discovered that we actually had a huge impact because of all the commuting that we do and which is primarily because we kind of live in an isolated area but in many respects one thing offsets the other so i have little impact at home significant impact by all the commuting but it all seems to balance out so one thing sort of offsets the other But once I realized this, I very creatively rearranged my work schedule and how I was commuting, and then I reduced my commuting by about 60%. So in many ways, I was learning to offset my carbon emissions. And still, I mean, to this day, my commuting 
is still responsible for a significant amount of my impact, but I've reduced that commuting and I've even learned to become even more efficient at home. So an example perhaps of offsetting your carbon emissions, and these are some of the concepts that I came across, is that if you took a flight from London to New York City, you could offset your carbon emissions by simply following a vegan diet for one year, which is an interesting way to look at it, but uh, most people are probably not going to want to do that. But there are also some services that are called carbon compensation services. And again, this was a concept that I had never even thought of. And there is a website that you can go to just to um, investigate this. And I'm going to say I don't have any personal feelings um, about this one particular business, but I just want to mention it to you anyway because it's a very interesting concept. And this website is called flygrn.com. So that is F-L-Y capital G-R-N dot com. And when you go to their website, you can enter some basic information about your flight plan and click on their little button that says calculate. And it will give you a dollar amount that you could use to invest in some environmental project that would work toward offsetting your carbon emissions. And this website, they also have some pages that are dedicated to sustainable travel. Um, It's an interesting website, but I've not had any dealings with them, so I cannot really uh, vouch for the company. So um, do your own investigation on that. But just for the sake of debate, as far as offsetting carbon emissions is concerned, I also want to give you an alternative point of view. Justin Francis, who is the CEO of Responsible Travel, had this to say about carbon offsetting. Things that are things that sound too good to be true often are too good to be true. When we put carbon into the atmosphere, it stays there for decades, hundreds, sometimes thousands of years. We can't cancel out with carbon offsetting. It's a distraction from the real world, which is to reduce the amount of carbon we put in the atmosphere in the first place. Now, I must agree that that he has a good point, but I also wanted to introduce introduce this concept to you just to get you thinking about the idea that we are now a global community in many respects, which is to say we always have to be thinking about what we are doing and how this affects the rest of the planet. Now, another tip as far as reducing your impact on airline travel is to choose direct flights. Because one thing that is really easy to do is to try and choose a flight that goes directly to your destination because when you have connecting flights, you of course you end up traveling further and thus increasing your carbon emissions. You can also choose to fly economy. Uh, According to 
the Department of Business Energy and Industrial Strategy first class and business class seats have a much larger carbon impact than their economy counterparts. In fact, they say that it's up to four times larger per mile because passengers using more spacious seating are accountable for a greater share of the, the aircraft's fuel. And if the space taken up by first class seats was used by economy class, the number of passengers on the plane, of course, could be increased such that each one would be accountable for a smaller share of the total fuel per passenger. So in short, choosing economy class over first class or business class equates to more sustainable air travel. Another helpful tip is that if you're going to fly, then look at low-waste flights. According to the International Air Transport Association, Airline passengers generated over 7.3 million tons of cabin waste in 2018 alone. And the key culprit in all of this waste is, of course, plastic. So think about it. Single-use plastic cutlery, coffee cups that are not compostable, blankets wrapped in plastic, and disposable toothbrushes, all of which add up to a lot of waste. But the good news is that there are a lot of changes in the industry that are on the way. And this airline called HiFly now runs all of its flights without any single-use plastic. And additionally, Qantas and Air New Zealand have significantly reduced their waste production as well. And airports are also taking steps in this same direction. The airport in Dubai, for example, has banned all single-use plastics from all of their cafes and restaurants, and that happened in 2020. And additionally, more than half of the airports in India are now plastic-free, and the San Francisco airport aims to become the first zero-waste-to-landfill airport in the United States by the end of 2021. So. If you are flying with an airline that has not yet introduced recycling and zero-waste plastic policies, then take your own reusable products on board. Use bamboo cutlery or take your own headphones so you don't have to use their disposable ones. And of course, take some sort of mug on the plane with you so that you can use that to drink out of instead of a disposable cup. And one other thing you probably thought about is that carefully choosing your seats can also make a difference in your environmental impact. And what this means is just choosing a flight that has more seats on the airplane, so which means a larger airplane, but that also means there are more passengers on the airplane, and so each person is having is sharing the total carbon emissions of the flight. So when thinking of it in that term, then you are responsible for fewer carbon emissions. And did you know that simply being mindful of what you eat on a flight can also make a difference in your environmental impact? Now, we all know that a meat-based diet 
has more of an environmental impact than a vegetarian or a vegan diet. And I've certainly stated before that I have no desire to become vegetarian or vegan, but when at least when you're traveling, maybe choose a vegetarian meal over a meat-based meal. So at least during your travel time, you can have as little environmental impact as possible. And also you can pack as little as possible, meaning travel light. If the plane weighs more, then it's gonna take more fuel to get you to your destination and consequently more carbon emissions. So if you get in the habit of packing as light as possible, instead of taking extra unnecessary items, then you can lessen your environmental impact. And one other interesting thought or concept that I came across is this thought about multimodal travel. And I had never even considered this before, but what you can do is choose a direct flight that gets you close to your destination and then travel the rest of the way by either bus or train so that you can reduce your carbon emissions. And of course, you can search the internet and ultimately just choose to travel with a more sustainable airline. And look for an airline that has plastic free flights or perhaps they're using biofuels that support car and they support carbon offsetting measures. But it's also important to know which airlines are taking the right steps towards sustainable travel by minimizing their carbon emissions. And I, you know, in speaking to that, I did come across this website that was called alternativeairlines.com. And in many respects, this website, they have done a lot of the work for you as far as trying to find an airline that leans more towards sustainable practices. So their website helps travelers to find the greenest airlines offering sustainable flying options, as well as providing information on which are the more environmentally conscious and eco-friendly airports. AlternativeAirlines.com has compiled a list of 20 so-called green airlines, which are praised for their commitment to reducing CO2 emissions on every flight. And these airlines also engage in such practices as carbon offsetting on behalf of their customers, uh, recycling, plastic-free programs, investment in fuel efficiency, and sustainable fuel sources. And they're also engaged into what's called greener skies technology, which actually works to reduce their fuel consumption and consequently reduce their carbon emissions. And of course, the final tip on traveling sustainably is of course to avoid airline travel if at all possible. But you can choose to travel by other means, for example, traveling by bus or traveling by train and you can reduce your carbon emissions by as much as 90% if you just choose to travel by another means other than airline travel. So what exactly is 
the bottom line here. The simple fact is that airline travel produces a large environmental impact. Airline travel in and of itself is not sustainable, but there are things that you can do to reduce your personal impact. And those things are, again, for just a quick review, you can engage in strategies to offset your carbon emissions. You can choose direct flights. You can choose low waste flights. You can fly economy. You can be careful about your seat selection. Be mindful of what you eat when you travel. Remember to pack light. Consider using multimodal travel. Choose a more sustainable airline and of course, avoid airline travel as much as possible by choosing an alternative means of travel if that is available. Now, all of this being said, I really wanna take a little bit of time here and just talk about some of the positive things that the airline industry is doing. In fact, many of you may not even know about some of these things. And I did come across several interesting articles about electric airplanes. And these types of planes are cheaper, they're cleaner, and they're a quieter way to fly. But in fact, electric airplanes have the potential to transform the way that we travel and of course dramatically reduce the emissions from the airline industry. However, that being said, there are some significant challenges to overcome as far as electric planes are concerned because at this point in time with our present technology, uh, they cannot actually fly for very, uh, very far. But the biggest challenge with electric planes, of course, is the batteries are simply too heavy. Per kilogram, jet fuel contains about 30 times more energy than the best lithium-ion battery that we have on the market presently, which means you need a lot of these batteries on board in order to take any sort of extended flight time. And conventional planes are also getting lighter as they burn fuel, and thus they're decreasing their energy needs over the course of the flight. However, this is not the case with a battery-operated plane. So until this energy density problem is solved, seating capacity on um, an electric airplane, of course, is going to be limited. And the distance that an electric plane can travel is also very limited at this point in time. But I'm also excited to tell you that the world's first all-electric commercial plane was unveiled in Paris in June of 2019. The aircraft itself is called Alice and it can carry nine passengers for up to 650 miles at 10,000 feet and it travels 276 miles per hour all on a single charged battery. So for the sake of comparison the fossil fuel cost of a small aircraft is about $400 per 100 miles. And for Alice, the cost is projected to be as little as $8 for the same distance. 
And if that electricity was derived from a renewable energy source, such as solar panels, then it, the plane becomes essentially zero impact on the environment. And one other bit of good news is that until electric planes become more feasible, there are hybrid planes, which reduce their emissions by combining conventional fossil fuel powered engines with electric motors. And eventually, at least in the near future, this is probably going to become the norm. And one other interesting thing that came across that the airline industry is doing is called sustainable aviation fuel, so SAF for short. The use of sustainable aviation fuel is an immediate method for reducing carbon emissions because SAF is made from crops, vegetable oils, wood chips, and even household waste. So what this means is that SAF is made from materials that have already absorbed greenhouse gases from the atmosphere and it replaces the use of fossil fuels. And although the burning of SAF in flight produces emissions just like standard jet fuel does, the overall CO2 emissions are reduced by around 80%. And the best part is that SAF is a high quality fuel that can be used with the same engines that are presently in planes and that means that we do not have to develop any new technology in order to utilize that fuel source. But despite the obvious benefits of the 96 billion US gallons of jet fuel used globally in 2019, less than 1% were SAF. And unfortunately, sustainable aviation fuel is more expensive to produce than standard jet fuel, and it is only available in small quantities. But you know, some other things to think about is the, the simple fact is that consumers, the airline industry, and technological innovation all play a very important part in moving aviation into a sustainable future. And you know, first of all, the aviation industry has itself made some sweeping changes. Uh, for example, the invention of the turbofan in 1970 contributed to a drastic drop in fuel consumption. And placing what is called winglets on planes actually reduces the wing, the wing drag, and this has also decreased fuel consumption by about another 6% and various other innovations in the airline industry have resulted in a five-fold reduction in carbon emissions by the airline industry. And they're also working to make planes even lighter and even starting to use more electricity at airports for various reasons, uh, for various purposes, instead of using jet fuel. And okay, now as we're coming to the close of this episode, as promised, I want to provide you with a couple of just very interesting facts here. Uh, some exciting uh, innovations and a couple of people who are really, truly challenging the impossible. There was a Swiss project called Solar Impulse. And this was an experimental long-range solar-powered aircraft 
and the project was privately financed by uh, a Swiss engineer named Andre Borschberg and a Swiss psychiatrist and balloonist named Bertrand Picard. The goal of their project was to circumnavigate the Earth by a piloted fixed-wing aircraft using only solar power. And by doing so, they simply wanted to bring attention to clean technologies. Their first aircraft was called Solar Impulse 1, and it was designed to stay up for 36 hours. The team um, completed numerous long-distance flights. Then the second aircraft, the Solar Impulse 2, was completed in 2014. This aircraft actually completed the first circumnavigation of the Earth by a piloted aircraft using only solar power in July of 2016. Now, personally, I think the efforts of such extraordinary individuals as these men show that we can and challenge the impossible. And I know that many of us would agree that we live in some exceptional times right now and we have some significant challenges ahead of us that we must tackle in order to ensure a sustainable future for our planet. But it is not impossible. So I want to conclude this episode with a quote from Aristotle. And he said, We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, therefore, is not an act, but a habit. The same goes for sustainability, which is oftentimes about simply making better choices and choosing to do things differently. We must do it repeatedly until it results in excellence. So this brings me to the end of our episode for this week, folks. I hope you have enjoyed this information and will take some of these tips and simply incorporate them into your travel plans, which is, of course, what I will do because sooner or later, I'm going to want to get on a plane and go somewhere just simply because of my love for travel. But now I know that there are several things I can do to minimize my impact on the environment. And remember, sustainability is often about making better choices. So have a fantastic week, folks. Stay tuned for my next episode. And again, please take the time to leave me with reviews and subscribe to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast and Off-Grid Living News. This is your host, Patrick, signing off. Have a fantastic day. Always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future. Thank you.